You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on this week's show we have Dan from Rock Ender Reggae. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Great to have you guys here. Great yeah. to have you on. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Monday, so it's always a bit of a challenge, Mondays, especially end of the day, but I survived again. <laughs> I think the last time I saw you was at QFest, actually. So you guys uh, made the trip over to QFest, which is absolutely legendary and supported us in our first competition. It was brilliant to have you guys there. You were, uh, as always, as I've heard, the life and soul of the party, which was which was great. And uh, you put out some amazing barbecue over the weekend. Yeah. Um thing with us is when we started Competition Barbecue, one of our first competitions was in the UK. <clears throat> and I... We really like the UK. Um, so if there's a competition, we just need to go. So we heard about QFest, and we heard a lot of other teams like, yeah, it's a new one, we don't know, it's far away. And we were like, nope, we're going. Sign up, go. Um, and that's why, yeah, these days we are still the current champion of KCBS UK competitions, as we have done them all so far. So we need to... Keep that up. Keep that up. Yeah, now nah, awesome. And we've got uh, got some more again for 2018. The 2018 calendar is looking amazing. But you yeah. guys are one of the uh, sort of, I would say, one of the original sort of teams, I would say, in, in the European scene. So how, how did you guys sort of form as a barbecue team? And, and can you give us a bit of a, a history into Rock and Regas and, and sort of how you got into barbecue and, and let us know how you formed the team? Yeah. Uh, well, basically what happened was 2012. <clears throat> so that's over five years ago. Um, I had my own company, sold the company, made a little bit of money, and I thought it was a great idea to do nothing with my life. Uh, <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> yeah, well, in, within a few weeks I found out that doing nothing sounds fun, but it's pretty boring, as all your friends have to work. Um, but at that point, I went to the garden center to buy a new grill. I was just planning to get a... Weber kettle or something like that. So end of season, September, I went there. And when I arrived, I had a sale, 25% off. And these guys, they they had everything out on display. And they showed me the kettle and they showed some different brands. And then I saw what nowadays I know was a WSM. I didn't know what it was. It just looked cool. Not like your standard barbecue. It looked like R2D2 or something. So without having any idea what it was, I just bought it. Like, cool, I need to have it. Came home, screwed it all together, and then you start wondering yourself, like, how does this work? Because there is, like, 
50, 60 centimeters between your charcoal and your grate. Yeah, so nothing you've ever seen before. You used to just lighting a fire and putting something on top of it, and that, that was yeah. what barbecue was back then. Basically, grilling, that's it. Charcoal, yep. burgers, beer, that's it. Great time with your friends, but not the kind of barbecue we do these days. These days. So I put it together, and I was like, my burger is never going to cook when there's 60 centimeters between my charcoal and my burger. So yeah, then I went on the internet, <laughs> started Googling, like, okay, what did I buy? And then I found out about pulled pork. Well, I think it's the same in the UK as in, in the Netherlands and in Europe these days. Pulled pork nowadays is everywhere. McDonald's has pulled pork. Every supermarket sells pulled pork. You can get pulled pork at the gas station. I mean, yeah, it's pulled pork flavored Pringles, pulled pork flavored yeah. everything, pulled pork this, pulled, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and nowadays they start pulled turkey, pulled carrots, pulled salmon, everything's pulled. <laughs> um, but that's a whole different thing five years ago. Nobody ever heard about pulled pork in Europe, or at least not mainstream people. So I found out pulled pork, I was like, need to do this. I bought myself a Boston butt, I think it was six or seven kilos. I bought myself some rub, I bought smoke wood, um, I bought a, um, a thermometer and everything to get it done. So Friday night I start and I was reading about on the forums about everything, putting your, wrapping your butt and injecting and all. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it the hardcore way. No wrapping, no injecting. I'm just going to sit and watch the, the fire and my cooker. Well, it's still on the on the forum because I made like a live blog about it. It took me 33 hours. It's the only time I've been sleeping on the couch without having a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen every, every, every centimeter growing and doing it and I've, I've, the whole session. But when I was done, I pulled it all with my fork and everything and then I had my first bite and I was like, wow. This is great. And this was on the Sunday and I started it on Friday. So I phoned my <laughs> friends. I was like, guys, I got something. Bring beer. I got the food. My friends came over and yeah, from that point on we're hooked. Yeah, and then we started doing ribs. Then we start or no, we didn't start doing brisket. We tried briskets. Didn't work out the first year, but we tried briskets. Uh, we did chicken. And then you're on the forum, you're reading about barbecue, and then we found out there was a barbecue competition, and that was Tony Stone. So with no yeah, we knew Harry had to come into this somewhere. Yeah, it's always Harry. I mean... Bad influence on everyone. If we were living in America, we could sue him for all the money <laughs> was because of Harry. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, without Harry there was no barbecue, that's for sure. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so what happened, we signed up for Tony Stone, we paid our entry fee, and yeah, at some point it's the date of the Tony Stone, so we went there without having a clue other than we know we have to do chicken, ribs, pork and brisket. Um, I never cooked a whole pack of brisket. I got one from Harry there, and I was like, wow, that's big, got no idea what to do with it. Um, and <laughs> what you think... hours later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, still there cooking it. <laughs> yeah. The 66 hours only for the trimming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, what started it, I mean, we arrived and you're like, okay, this is competition. And when you think of competition, you think of, yeah, I mean, serious stuff. 
and we arrived there and we set up our, our gazebo and our stuff. And I mean, it was like we we're moving houses, so much stuff we brought these day in the first days. Um, and the first thing is that our neighbor came over. That was uh, Joris from Pure Barbecue, also an old barbecue team. And he says like, hey, you're the new guys. You want a beer? And I was like, wow, this is great. Well, and then from that point on, we were like, we need to do as much barbecue competitions as we can. Awesome. Well, that's what we do now. So when did the, uh, you guys have got a bit of a reputation for, for enjoying Jägermeister. So uh, <laughs> when did that sort of uh, join, in, join the team repertoire? Well, I think the Jägermeister was there before the team. Um, I have, okay, first, uh, chicken or the egg? Yeah. Jägermeister. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jägermeister was something when I was younger, I was working in bars and everything, and we would always drink Jägermeister. So when we started competing barbecue, everybody was bringing beer. And I was like, yeah, but we also need Jägermeister. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. If, awesome. Yeah. If you drink enough Jägermeister, then yeah, at some point you get a reputation for that. Um, yeah. And after a year or so, I was chatting with a guy from another team about Jägermeister and about uh, that you have to drink it really cold and that you can do the flying dares and everything. And I was like, yeah, the, the cold part is an issue at your barbecue competition, especially if you arrive on the Friday, then on the Saturday night, your Jägermeister is not ice cold anymore. Nope. And he said like, yeah, I think we have uh, an old Jägermeister machine on the third floor of our bar. Nobody uses. Oh, I'll see if it's there. I'll bring it to the next competition. And next competition, the guy's in front of me and he's like, here you are, the Jägermeister machine. Yeah. And I clean it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, awesome. that, that was the third year of competing. Um, at the end of the third season, we discussed with the team that we only bring the Jägermeister machine for the first and the last competition of the year because it doesn't do any good on your results. <laughs> <laughs> so it's make fun. sure you go to either the first or the last, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun, but it doesn't work. <laughs> so it's not a good tactic. You haven't, not no, one you'd recommend to I'd people. Bring it to kill other teams, um, but you can't kill them all. So then, still, you don't win. <laughs> and that's so it's awesome that you went to your first competition and, and the love from the other teams. Just that basically just summarizes barbecue, though. That's what barbecue's all about: the teams coming together and and like you said, offering you a beer and and yeah. just that realization that it is just one big family and and that is what, what I love to see and that's what was so special about Q-Fest was the times when I just sort of stood there looked around and everyone was having a good time together sharing some beers sharing sharing some good vibes and sharing some good food and that was that was amazing yeah that's that's basically what um, when we were younger we would go to music festival multiple day festivals in Holland we have lowlands and that's a festival with the camping and there you will go, bring all your stuff, a lot of beer, and be camping for three days. And yeah, okay, there were uh, concerts and everything, but we were basically there to drink beer and have fun together. And barbecue is exactly the same. You bring your gazebo, you bring your tent, you bring your uh, sleeping bag and a lot of beer. And yeah, the only difference is that we now bring a cooker instead of that we eat junk food at the festival. You cook your own junk food instead. Yeah, yeah but we don't eat it anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, we do. We do. 
Awesome. So this year you've you've done quite a few competitions with your team, haven't you? So where, what, talk us through some of your competitions you've done this year on the circuit. Yeah, this year I think uh, we did 14 competitions. Um, as I said, when we started in 2012, there was only the Tony Stone. Um, Miss Piggy Barbecue organized uh, Q in the Canal in the UK near Leicester. Um, and that was it. And then the second year we came to maybe three or four competitions. Now, of course, there is, I think this year there were over 30 competitions. Uh, we were lucky to do 14. Highlights of the year for me, um, I think, uh, um, now my biggest highlight was the last competition, the Barbecue Society Cook-Off. Um, because there was a point chase between me and IQ to have the um, Dutch championship in brisket. And it was really close. And IQ is one of the best teams we have in Europe. Uh, yeah. Together with Bunch of Swines, of course. Um, and Miss Piggy. Um, but it was a really close call. And it was all depending on that competition. So I needed to score big on brisket. Uh, Richard needed to score low on brisket. Um, luckily, uh, Edward from Bunch of Swines wasn't involved because it was the Dutch championship and he's, of course, British. Um, <laughs> but still, we needed to score big. And uh, I don't know how I did it, but I managed to get a first place in brisket, which made me Dutch champion brisket for 2017. So that was my biggest highlight of, of the year. Um, but the rest of all the competitions... Every competition has something special. And um, going to QFest was great uh, because it's a new location. It's a first-time event. Um, I thought it was great fun to have all the sites on Saturday. Normally, I don't like sites, but I had a great cook on Saturday. I really enjoyed it. Didn't score too well, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but being back at Tony Stone after for the fifth time, is also special again and every competition has its own special little gem which makes it makes it you know, something to go or go back or experience or cherish for the rest of the season amazing yeah now uh, Saturday the standard on Saturday was amazing for all of the the sides categories and, and it was it was a great day great day definitely which countries have you competed in then this year so you've uh, you came back to the UK for Miss Piggy's competition as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We went to a brewing queue for the Invitational and the Open. Uh, we did Q-Fest in the UK. Uh, we did beer fries and barbecue in Belgium in Hasselt, which is a great competition. The guys are doing a back-to-back -back competition next year because of their wow. five-year anniversary. So that's going to cool. be great fun. Um, we've been to Belgium for the Eastern Barbecue Competition. Uh, Germany for EU Regio and Ruhrpot. We did the Invitational of Prim Uwe in Italy. Um, we've been. What's the scene like down in Italy? Um, yeah, we have been to West, the Winter Extreme Competition in, uh, in uh, Northern Italy in January, that is. We haven't been this year, but we've been the first year in 2015 and 2016. Yeah, that's one that's definitely on the list to to go to or check out. Uh, I mean, it's it, the pictures that I see every year of everyone freezing beyond yeah. belief. 
their beers freeze over. So no one, it's probably one of the <laughs> the festivals that's hard to drink at because all your alcohol freezes. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the first year we went, we were expecting the most worst environment ever. But actually, it was quite okay. It was better than expected. So the second year, we're like, yeah, of course, we're going to do it again. It wasn't that hard. And the second year really killed us. I mean, it was when we left, it was like minus 24 with a wind strength 6, Beaufort. And uh, it was going through your bones. If you will open a can of beer, you could take one sip and then instantly you would have ice in the in the side of your beer. It was horrible. Must have been good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Jägermeister keeps cool there. Um, but strange thing, I'm going back again in January. So even when it's really cold and i mean it's yeah it's cool just to go back again i'm really looking forward to that one but for the rest italy it's 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 um yeah as far as we have done we only did pre-move and west both we did them twice yeah pre-move is always the most extreme the other way uh we had temperatures of 35 to 40 degrees celsius and the other competitions in Italy are minus 20. So it's all Hot, fast and low and slow. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to go to Italy. It's only a long drive. Yeah, for the rest of this year, I think that are the countries we covered. Um, but for the rest, yeah, we've been to Sweden, uh, Norway, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Czech Republic... Um, probably I'm forgetting countries now, but <laughs> we did we did a lot of them. And Great actually, way to see Europe. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is that if you, a lot of people always say that if you can make a road trip with your friends one time in your life, that's something you will never forget. Yeah, we'll we do fifteen a year. So sometimes we forget, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's even better that we forget. <laughs> yeah. So we're, well, ho- we're hoping yeah. that we'll get more of the European teams coming over to QFest this year. Now that you've yeah. you've said how great it was, hopefully that will attract some more people to come over. No, oh, yeah, I think, <laughs> and especially with uh, with the uh, beer price, uh, we're coming over again. Yeah, you can't beat being on a brewery, really, can you? <laughs> no, that's that's great. No, uh, for the UK, yeah, we're going. Uh, I think we're going to do three competitions next year in the UK. Uh, we'll be at uh, QFest. We're going to Brewing Q yet again for the Invitational and the Open. And we're going to the, now I have to say it correctly, Smoke on the River, Water. Smoke on the River, yeah. 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 That's uh, John Gower. So that's from, yeah. uh, that'll be amazing, from Quiet Waters Farm. Uh, that'll be a really cool competition. Really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, same for me. And I think those are the three KCBS ones that are lined up right now. Um, yeah, and of course there is one in Scotland, um, so that's basically also of that still United Kingdom. Um, so we'll be doing that one for sure. I mean, that's on a distillery. I mean, doing it on a brewery is great, but doing it at a distillery is even the next level. Yeah, just trying to <laughs> trying to up our game, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's going to affect the score definitely. But hey, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's early on in the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a lot longer drive, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that's for sure. But I'll stay there longer as well to recover. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, part of your competition team, you've also got your own rub that's available because you gave Dan and I a, 
a sachet of it when you left the yeah. food fest and I I actually didn't use mine for ages. I recently I reckon I used it about six weeks ago probably. I had, yeah. a, I had a pork shoulder to do, so I used it on that, and it was amazing. It's a really, really good rub. Yeah, that's uh, that's something we started last year at Tony Stone. We launched it. Um, a lot of rubs are coming uh, from the States, and then you would have, uh, of course, transportation and import. And we were like, yeah, maybe we should make a European rub. Um, so, yeah, we made two rubs, a beef rub and a pork rub. They're called uh, Bad Buffalo Gunpowder and Old Timer Dirty Hooks. Um, yeah, we, we like to make fun names about it. Yeah, if you hear, we are working also on a chicken rub that's hopefully coming early next year before the start of the season. And we have the best name lined up for that. Um, Any sneak previews? Yeah, I can mention the name because you will never know how what the flavor profile will be. The name for our chicken rub, and this is a special one coming up is going to be blazing hot cocks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i like it yeah it's going to be fun uh, i can't wait to see your and taste your blazing hot cocks yeah i know i know i think there's going to be a lot of good jokes about it so uh, i need to make sure that it's done before i come to you guys yeah definitely cool <laughs> I'll, I'll bring I'll, I'll bring a big bag of blazing hot cocks for you guys <laughs> <laughs> so um, no but the rub is going going really well I mean we just made it not as a competition rub we made it as a rub which everybody can use and it's not mainly made for our brisket or mainly for pork or something but it's something you could use on a wide variety of meats and it's made for your backyard but the most fun thing is that there are teams using the rub in competition now and scoring really well. I mean, we used to beef up ourselves for our brisket. Um, well, that worked for the Dutch Championship in brisket. Uh, Team Laurentius from Belgium, they use both the pork and the beef up. They scored at the WBQA in Ireland last week. Uh, second place brisket out of nearly 100 teams. Um, so, yeah, intention was to make it for the backyard, but there are competition teams using our rubs right now and scoring uh, quite well with it. So, uh, yeah, we're happy and quite proud that it came out uh, how it came out. And uh, so far, so good. Definitely. So you can say it's a prize-winning rub now, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah multiple prize-winning. Mm. So yeah, I should make a new label. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, it already, it already says award-winning. <laughs> but now we should put stickers on there, championship rub and everything, just like the Americans do. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And you, you guys also, you, you do so much, don't you? I'm just reeling off this list of all these cool things that you guys are doing, but you also organize Regafest as well. Yeah, yeah, that's something that uh, we have done now for three years in a row. Um, started also as a joke. Um, we were driving to another competition, being in the car, and if you're in the car with your friends and you're tired and you're driving to Italy for like nine or ten hours straight, um, yeah, at some point you're done talking to each other. And at some point we're like, how great would it be if you could go to a barbecue competition on your bicycle? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it started. We're like, yeah, we need to do that. 
Yeah, and a few months later, the plan was born, or actually the plan was already born in the car. Uh, but a few months later, we announced uh, to do Rigerfest. Um, How many teens arrived on their bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, none, I think. <laughs> Uh, the only one on the bicycle was me. And how many how many blades and hot cocks were there? Um, yeah, a few, a few. <laughs> depends, depends who you're talking. Saturday morning, Saturday night, or Sunday morning. Um, no, we were lucky with the competition. We started it, and as a lot of people say, we made reputation for always making a good party out of everything. Um, we were sold out. Well, within two days after announcing our first competition, which uh, made us really proud. Like, hey, everybody wants to come to our competition. And we have not even organized anything, but everybody signed up. Um, so the first year, the plan was to do 24 teams. Uh, ended up with 30. Um, yeah, great fun. Everybody was happy. Uh, we had a nice amount of visitors coming over. So that was, uh, that was a good start. Second year, we said, well, we can go maybe a little bit bigger. So we started with 30 teams. We ended up with 35 at the end. Um, also great fun. And this year, it was even more uh, insane. After opening sign-up, we always open sign-up late. Uh, like, yeah, why hurry if everybody wants to come? Um, this year, we were sold out or fully booked with teams within 17 hours. Um, wow. Yeah, that's something we need to try to to top this year yet again but yeah, we'll see um, and the same with judges uh, we were i mean the whole competition of course not only depending on teams but also on uh, on the judges that are willing to come to your competition and uh, being part of uh, of uh, of the judging and that's something a lot of people don't realize is, is that actually i mean and i guess they're not respected enough for it but judges make or break a competition you can't have competition without judges and that was something that we found out uh, with QFest is we actually, last year, we, we actually had to turn some teams away because we didn't have enough judges to, to go up to the next bracket of, uh, of teams. So we actually ended up having to turn, turn teams away because so we didn't have enough judges, but we did our judges course. And there's another judges course happening in the UK this year. And there's, we've got judges coming over from, we've got some coming over from the US, haven't we, Ben? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've got, we had two last year and we've got, um, maybe the same two and another two this year. So it's cool that we're attracting team, uh, well, judges now coming from across the globe to come and see it. Yeah, yeah, they make it possible. I mean, without them, we literally couldn't couldn't put on the competition. So big hands to the judges and thank you very much. Yeah, judges are are same level of importance as a, as a as a team has. I mean, what you say is that if you if you have enough judges but no teams, there is no competition. But it's also the other way around. Um, but we were lucky this year again to have more than enough judges. Uh, we had to say no to a lot of judges. Uh, we even had judges that turned up on the Sunday morning that were not signed in. And they just said like, yeah, we came over to see if somebody drops out. Um, so yeah, that's, a, that's a really lucky position we are in. I mean, I, we know there are other competitions that are sometimes struggling to get enough judges. But we see the community grows with competitions. We see the community grows with teams, but also with judges. Um, and that's something that uh, uh, need, needs to yeah, keep growing and progressing, uh, not only in the amount of judges, but also, of course, the quality of the judges. 
Yes. Obviously, uh, we have now more master judges. And the most important thing is that to mix the judges. I mean, it's, of course, you always would have new judges at a competition, which is no problem, but it's really important to mix the judges. Make sure that you have an experienced judge sitting next to a new judge and they can help each other and talk about flavor profiles and what they like and don't like. And um, I think that's something that's really important that teams need to help each other out in learning new stuff, but also judges need to help each other out in why they judge things and how they judge things. So, so Dan, why, why do you think that Regafest is being such a success and attracting so many people? What do you, what do you think you've done differently that other competitions perhaps haven't? Well, I think this year for us, uh, uh, this year was, I think, was not our best year uh, as a competition. We were unfortunate that the venue where we did it the first two years had to cancel uh, a few weeks prior to the event. So we had a big hassle finding a new location, getting our license and permits and the whole, everything needs to be like redone within eight weeks. Uh, we managed, the teams were in, we had a competition. We had a grand champion, we had fun, um, but I think we could have done, no, I'm sure that we would have done better if we would be able to do it at the same venue we did it the first two years. Um, but the year, first two years, I think that the reason why people like our competition um, is on one hand, everybody knows us or most of the people know us, so they know it's gonna be fun. And on the other hand is that we know and nowadays, quality of competitions is growing. All the facilities are better, everything's better arranged, information is shared better and everything. But when we started, there were competitions that were, yeah, it was just a competition. And as a cooking team, you know what you miss, which information you miss in your info packet. Um, some competitions maybe will take care of uh, breakfast, but they will serve it at, I don't know, six in the morning, but a lot of teams are maybe sleeping by then. And when, because they have like a double shift, so one goes in late and the other one gets out early. And then when the second one wakes up, uh, breakfast is over because he's late. And it's all the little things, but that's, uh, West in January is gonna be our 50th competition. So we have seen a lot good things, a lot of bad things, now, bad things is a big word, but things that could have been better. So the combination of all the, that's just cherry picking what we did. All the things we liked, we tried to put in our competition and all the things we missed or didn't like, we left out. Yes, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So you, you're in the, like you say, you're in the perfect position to do your kind of market research and you know for yourself, like what you like about a competition. So put all those yeah. bits in <laughs> and then still it's what i like but basically we found out that what we like or i like as a competition organizer the rest also likes Perfect. and if they don't <laughs> like then they won't sign up anymore yeah <laughs> it's easy like that yeah perfect right well, we've we've taken up enough of your time i think we could have chatted loads more i wanted to ask you if you could give us some tips on how to make the most awesome brisket, but have we got time for that? That's, that's, I can be really short. Use Riga Rock. <laughs> is it that simple, is it? Championship winning rub. Read the label. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, read the label. Chess award winning. No. 
Um, yeah, I, I could chat for, over, about barbecue for, for days in a row, but um, uh, I think the missus will kill me if I don't show up anytime soon now. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So just before you go, could you let everyone know where they can find you on the social media and website and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, in, in, in English, I mean, our name, the Roken Rijgers, is Dutch for the smoking herons. But then it's also written in our hometown slang. So it's really hard for people to, to pronounce our name. We have seen that around the competitions enough. Um, but if you're at Facebook, uh, our, we have, of course, Facebook. It's called Rokende Reigers. Um, yeah, how should you write it? Well, <laughs> we'll try put... to find us. If you find it, <laughs> we'll get a beer. Um, <laughs> same goes for Reiger Rob. Um, yeah, it's it's written in a, in our strange slang thingy, um, but yeah, that's our social media. So if you can write our name, you can find us. Yeah, we'll tweet a link to you. <laughs> it's probably <Correct>. easier. <laughs> Think so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the first time for me was like saying out your team name was at Q Fest in front of everyone and realised. I should have probably found out how to say this first. <laughs> yeah, and you're not the only one in Europe. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, Great. Dan. Speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you, guys. And yeah, uh, thanks for uh, coming on, bro. And we see you in June for sure. Oh, no, we see you at Brewing Queue before that. Yeah, Brewing Queue first this time, yeah. Are you coming over to Europe anytime soon for our competitions? Love to, before. yeah. We, 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 we love the look of that one in January in the, in the snow, didn't we, Dan? We thought that was amazing. Please. That was like our one that we'd love to have gone to, I think. That's my first competition of the year, so I could bring the Jägermeister machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, think about it, guys. Let me yeah. know if you're going, then we can meet up. Yeah, we'll do, bro. Definitely. We'll meet on the competition field anywhere in Europe. Cool. 100%, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thank mate. you, guys. Thanks. Chat to you soon, bro. For sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks... You can find them at smokewoodshack.com and you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.